Thank you for tuning into Weathering the Storm podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles. Hello and welcome back to the Weathering the Storm podcast, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I thank you for listening in today as we are now on episode 18 of season three. But this is, of course, season one of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Abroad Network. And on that note, as I've been trying to do every episode, I want to encourage you, if you haven't already, to go and check out our website, scatteredabroad.org. Also, go find us on Facebook, like us on Facebook, uh, find us on Instagram, and most importantly, we pray that you will pray for this effort as we are striving to spread the gospel to as many souls as possible through this avenue of a podcast and through the avenue of the Scattered Abroad Network. In this season of Weathering the Storm, we are looking at biblical examples. We're looking at individuals who faced the storms of life and were able to weather them by placing their trust in God. Last episode, we examined John the Immerser, and we looked at the fact that he was a man of great integrity and a great uh, a man of great humility, and how we can strive to apply those two great qualities to our lives, that it may help us weather the storms that we face. But today we want to consider the example of Peter. Peter is one of the greatest characters in the Bible, but is also one of the most human in the Bible. And what I mean by that is we have the full uh, picture of Peter. We don't just have the positives. We also have his negatives. And that's one thing that speaks to the validity of the Bible being the Word of God. You know, some books would only paint the positive picture uh, of these heroes. But you think about David, for example. We see his positives and his negatives. And the same is true with Peter. We see his ups and his downs. Uh, Peter is someone who I can really relate to. And I'm very thankful for his example. And it's very encouraging to me to see how he was able to weather the storms that he faced and how he was able to come through it stronger and to be a great uh, servant in the kingdom of God. But I want to begin this episode by talking about some of Peter's ups and downs, some of the positives and negatives that we have in Scripture when we think about his life. Let's begin with the positives. It's always good to begin on a positive note. One of the first positives that, that jumps out to me when I think about Peter is when he confessed that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of God. We have this recorded in Matthew 16, 13 through 18. You remember, they're on the coast of Caesarea Philippi, and Jesus asked them, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And some said, "Uh, Well, you're John the Baptist, or you're uh, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But then he said, But who do you say that I am? And Peter, being outspoken like he was, spoke up, and he said, You are the Christ, the Son of a living God. And and I what's so fascinating about that is Jesus said, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, or Simon son of Jonah, because flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father who is in heaven. And so Peter was able to weigh the evidence. He was able to see the miracles Jesus did. He was able to hear that teaching. He put it together. You are the Christ, the Son of God. And so he confessed that. 
But also another positive is he confirmed his allegiance to Jesus. And he did this multiple times. For example, in John chapter 6, you remember that great teaching from Jesus when he said, I'm the bread of life. And even though it was so true and so powerful, there were many who forsook him and, and there were many who stopped following him. And so Jesus turned to his disciples. He said, will you also leave me? And Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we believe and we have come to know that you are the Christ, the son of a living God. And so there he confirmed his allegiance. Where else are we going to go? We're going to stay with you. And also in Luke 22 and verse 33, Peter said, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. We also think about the fact that not only did he confess that Jesus was the Christ, not only did he confirm his allegiance to Jesus, but this is one who preached the first gospel sermon in its entirety. And we had that recorded in Acts chapter 2. And he also opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And that's Acts chapter 10. And so we think about some of the positives of the Apostle Peter. Certainly he had many of them. But now we consider some of the negatives. On one occasion, Peter rebuked Jesus. You know, Jesus told them he was going to have to die. And he was very clear about it. He was very upfront and honest with them about what would take place. And, and Peter, the, the word picture there is he grabbed him and, and carried him off by the arm like, like you would a child. And he said, Lord, no, no. And you remember what he said? He said, get behind me, Satan. Uh, he, Jesus knew what he had to do. And so there's a time when, when he rebuked Jesus. Of course, we think about him denying Jesus three times. And it's interesting, we mentioned Luke 22. Right after Peter said, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death, we have him denying Jesus three times. And he told the people, I don't even know who he is. And then we read about Peter being rebuked by the Apostle Paul, and that's in Galatians chapter 2, for his show of favoritism. And so again, when we think about Peter, this is someone who certainly had to weather the storm. In fact, when you think about Peter, think about someone who is in the midst of the sea as, as the waves are raging around him. That, that's what I picture when I think about Peter's life, just the ups and the downs. And again, we can relate to him because that's how life goes sometimes. There are positives, there are negatives, but it's how we respond to that that matters. And so let's focus on that today as we think about Peter and how he was able to weather the storm in hopes that it will help us in our effort to do the same. Our focus today comes from an event in Peter's life in which he did something very positive, but also something negative. And the wonderful thing about this text is we can learn a lot from it. Again, both positive lessons and negative lessons. If you have your Bibles with you, I invite you to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. We're going to read verses 22 through 33. I believe it will be beneficial for us to read this text and then dive into some points that we can glean from it. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, and I hope you'll follow along with me. Matthew 14, 22 through 33. This is right after Jesus finished feeding the 5,000 plus. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, this would have been anywhere from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., 
Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter had come down to the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This text is certainly powerful. This is certainly an event that, that we think about many times, but we think about Jesus walking on water, and rightfully so. But do we ever stop and think that Peter also walked on water? Peter got out of that boat when everyone was afraid, thinking it was a ghost, and took that that literal leap of faith. He stepped out of the boat and he got onto the water and he was able to walk on it. I think sometimes we, we may overlook that. But this was certainly a positive, was it not? Peter able to get out of the boat and to walk to the Lord. Uh, no other man could, could make that claim. Jesus and Peter walking on the water. But as we think about this text, I mentioned to you that this shows both the positives and the negatives of Peter. Uh, you know, the positive of him getting out of the boat and walking on water, but the negative of him taking his eyes off the Lord. And when Jesus said, do not be afraid, and then the text says that Peter was afraid. As we try to piece this together, I found a pretty great quote from Wade Webster. And Brother Wade, if you don't know him, he's an outstanding gospel preacher. I was privileged to go to Bukhetti, Panama with him last year and to do some mission work there. And just a, a wonderful man, a wonderful Christian example. He was the editor of the Power Lectureship for many years at the South Haven Congregation in South Haven, Mississippi. And so I want to read this quote to you from that lectureship back in 2009. And I'm also going to put these notes in the show notes so you can go and look up this source if you would like to have more information. This is a comment made on what we just read from Matthew 14. I thought it was pretty profound. He said, they were in the midst of a storm. Storms tend to set us on edge, especially storms at sea that threaten to capsize small boats. Warren Wearsby noted that there are two kinds of storms, storms of correction and storms of perfection. The book of Jonah records a storm of correction, while the storm on this occasion was a storm of perfection. This storm would help to perfect their faith, James 1, 2-4. Earlier in Matthew's record, we see the disciples in another storm on this lake. On that occasion, their faith failed with Jesus in the boat. That's Matthew 8, 23-27. Now they were being tested to see how they would do without Jesus in the boat. I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting. You think about these, these two events. One of them, Jesus, you remember he was asleep in the boat. And they said, Master, we perish. And he arose and he said, Peace be still. But on this occasion, he was not in the boat. He came to them on the water. And we see how they reacted to the two different situations. But I thought that was really interesting, uh, especially when we think about this, this podcast being weathering the storm, that there are storms of correction and storms of perfection. 
You know, how are we going to weather those storms? How are we going to take that correction? But also, are we going to allow some of those storms to help perfect or strengthen our faith? And that's exactly what this was here in Matthew 14. I want to share with you some thoughts that I had on this. I have uh, three main thoughts from this account, and then I want us to go to the application as we bring this episode to a close. In the first place, we notice from this text that Peter sank because he took his eyes off the Savior and focused on the storm. You know, I think that's what happens to us, too. You know, sometimes we catch ourselves saying, I've just got so much going on. I've got some financial problems. I've got marital problems. I've got health problems. You know, I've got problems with individuals. We're just not getting along. Work is not going the way it should. And and what we do is we start focusing on all of our issues instead of focusing on the fact that our God is bigger than all of those problems. God is greater than our ups and downs. Maybe you've seen those bracelets or those T-shirts, but that's so true. You know, God is greater than those things. And we are to be still and know that He is God. Know that He is in complete control. Psalm 46.10 that, that He is a refuge for us. That we are to go to Him and trust in Him to see us through. In fact, it's very interesting. This comes from the Apostle Peter. Of course, he was inspired to write this. He said we are to cast all of our cares on God. For God cares for us. 1 Peter 5.7 So sometimes we focus more on the storm then we do the Savior. And if we do that, like Peter, we're in danger of sinking. Let's keep our eyes on the Savior, not on the storm. Number two, we see that Peter allowed doubt to consume his faith. Peter allowed doubt to consume his faith. You know, at first, he was fa- he was, his faith was, was on display. He got out of the boat. He walked on the water. He's looking at the Lord. He's doing great. But then he took his eyes off of him. And he allowed that doubt to cause him to sink. You know, in James chapter 1, there's a, a really a great word picture. And the Bible's its own best commentary. It's all in harmony with each other, with these passages. But in James 1, you remember in verse 5, James says, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. It gives to all men liberally, he upbraideth not. It shall be given him, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind, and tossed. Let not that man think that he'll receive anything of the Lord. Verse 8, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. A double-minded man. This is the word picture here of someone who's at a crossroads. He doesn't know to to take the road to the right or take the road to the left, and he's just kind of standing there. He's unstable. Well, here we see Peter who's unstable in his ways on this occasion. At first, he was going out there, but when he allowed doubt to come in and creep in, it consumed his faith. You know, we have the example of Abraham, and I love the language here, that he staggered not at the promise. He he was not he didn't waver at all. You know, when God told him to do something, he did it, even if that meant he was about to take his, his son's life. That's the kind of faith that we need. An unwavering faith in God. That's the punchline for this podcast. Peter allowed this doubt to consume him. And if we're not careful, we'll do the same thing. We live in a time right now when when we doubt a lot of things. But let's trust in God. Let's trust in the one who's in complete control of all of this. And not allow doubt to consume our faith. But rather, 
allow our faith to triumph over doubt and fear. But number three, and this is something that I, I love to bring this point out. Yes, Peter sank. Yes, Peter allowed that doubt to creep in. But Peter also returned to the ship. We find this as we're in, in Matthew 14 and verse 32. This is after Jesus said, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. You know, Peter didn't just keep sinking. What did he do? Well, he reached out to the Lord. He knew that he was sinking. What else is he going to do? He's got to look up and he's got to reach out to the Lord. Now, how did they get back to the boat? Well, either Jesus carried him, which is a beautiful thought, a beautiful picture, or Jesus took him by the hand and they walked on water together to get back to the boat. Either way, whatever took place, the point that I want to make is that Peter returned to the boat. He was able to get through this storm. But how was he able to do it? Only with the help of the Lord. How are we going to weather the storms of life? Only with the help of the Lord. What is the application today? What can we learn from this, this event in Peter's life? What can we take from the positives and the negatives and apply it to our lives to be better servants of the Lord and be able to better weather the storms that we face? Number one, like Peter, we need to turn to the master of the sea when we are in the midst of the storm. When we feel like we're going to fall, when we feel like we're going to fail, let's stay focused on the Savior who does not fall, who does not fail. In fact, the Lord said He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will not fail us. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. But we have to do our part and make sure that we keep our eyes fixed on the author and finisher of our faith, looking unto Jesus no matter what's going on around us. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. But then number two, we just simply ask the question, how did Peter weather the storm? Not just on this occasion, but how did he weather the various storms that he faced? And I want to give you three quick ways, three quick reasons, uh, the ways that he was able to do it, and then we'll bring our episode to a close. Number one, Peter responded properly to adversity. Peter responded properly to adversity. Yes, he faced a lot of adversity in his life, not just on this scene, but ultimately he was able to get stronger because of it. I find it so encouraging that after he denied Jesus three times, it says that Peter went out and wept bitterly. But then you, you see that word, you see that picture of him running to the tomb, him and John running to the tomb, and then finding out that the Lord had risen from the dead. I have an idea that Peter would have been just ecstatic, overjoyed. And then for Jesus to talk to Peter and say, Peter, do you love me? You remember that scene in John 21? And he told him what was going to happen. He told him that he was going to be uh, killed. He was going to be a martyr. But he said, when you are converted, you strengthen the brethren. And what a great, great picture for, G for, for Peter. How encouraging that must have been to hear that from the Lord. You're going to go on and do great things for me. You just stay the course. And he did. He responded properly to adversity. Number two, he repented of his actions. Here's the picture of repentance. A lot of times we think repentance is just being sorry for what you've done. But it's so much more than that. Godly sorrow worketh repentance unto salvation. It's what we find in 2 Corinthians 7.10. When he went out and wept bitterly, this was not superficial. It was genuine. And repentance is a change of mind that brings about a change of life or course of action. That's what Peter did. 
Peter went from denying the Lord to boldly proclaiming that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Yes, he claimed that before. But after he went through these different storms, look how he came out on the other side, stronger than ever. Staying true to what Jesus told him, when you're converted, you strengthen the brethren. Peter had to be converted. He had to be strengthened. He had to go through these difficult times to get to that point so he could help others. And really, by extension, he's helping us today by his example and through the words in which he was inspired to write. But number three, and finally, Peter redeemed himself by finishing strong. He redeemed himself by finishing strong. You know, I've thought a lot about this before. Peter and Judas both denied the Lord. We have Judas who betrayed him. Judas, of course, going out with that dishonest gain, and and he had a, a heart of greed. But didn't Peter also betray him? He also denied him, didn't he? What's the difference between Peter and Judas? Judas did not redeem himself. He didn't respond properly. He went and he took his own life. But Peter allowed to use that to make him better and make him stronger. And what a great lesson for us. I mentioned to you the book of Acts, and, and chapters 1 through 12 focus a lot on the life of Peter and some of the works that he did. You think about Acts 2, that great sermon, Acts 3, the great sermon he proclaimed. In Acts chapter 4, you have Peter and John, and they're standing before the council, and they said, listen, we're going to proclaim the fact that there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved, Acts 4.12. Boldly proclaiming, Jesus the Christ is the Son of God. He also opened the door of faith to the Gentiles in Acts chapter 10. And so what a privilege Peter had to do so. But none of that would have happened if he wouldn't have responded properly to the storms of life that he faced. But because of those difficulties, he was able to come through and be stronger. But then think about the books of First and Second Peter. And you go to the background of his life, and then you read those words. We're going to go through fiery trials, but we'll come forth stronger. He lived that. He's not just saying it. He went through that, and he was able to get stronger after facing those fiery trials. Peter's the one who said to make sure you, you're ready to give an answer for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. He was able to do that. We think about in Second Peter, and he talks about applying those Christian graces to your life. And he talks about staying faithful to the Lord because it is possible to fall away. And as he closes that great epistle, Second Peter 3.18, He says to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Again, that's something that he did. He was able to grow. And then what a great example for us that we can grow closer to the Lord. As we face these storms of life, we'll come through stronger if we'll keep our focus on the Lord and trust in him to carry us through. I want to close this episode with a question. Do we have the faith to get out of the boat to get out of our comfort zones and take the Lord's hand in the storms of life? Do we trust the one who said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life? John 14, 6. Do we trust the one who said, let not your heart be troubled? John 14, 1. Do we trust the shepherd to gently lead us and guide us to where we need to be? Brethren and friends, I hope that this episode will encourage you I hope that we can learn these lessons from Peter and apply them to our lives. I hope that this will help us all to weather the storm. And ultimately, I hope that this will help us to bring more glory to God. Thank you so much for listening, and may God bless you.
Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.